Hello, and welcome back to the um, Symbols of Peace series uh, from the UA podcast. Um, I am your substitute uh, teacher slash host today, uh, Matt. Um, this week is the good symbol, which leads us to the characters first, right? That's what we, we normally jump into? Yep. Yeah, um, so I was telling Ryan when we were preparing for this, I've either played or um, played against all of these characters pretty extensively at this point. Um, so I was really excited that I got called in for this. Um, so let's jump in with who other than the number one hero, right? All Might. That's right, your boy. Your boy, hitting him with the flex. Um, so you have four different All Mights in this set. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them have the good symbol because, well, he's number one. And he's the pinnacle of good, right? Like he created peace for like 40 years by himself, you know? He's a good guy. Um, no other heroes needed. Um, so... Um, he has a five hand size, he has a six hand size or two, and he has a seven hand size. So pick your poison, right? I, I heard through the grapevine the next one's going to be an eight hand size. <laughs> oh, did you now? And the one after that is going to be a four hand size. It's going to be crazy. Oh, they have I'm done those making, I'm in old I'm sorry. UVS stuff. They've had four handers before and they've had eight handers before, but I don't know if we're going to get that kind of all mites. Like that. I, I made that nuts. up. It was, it was all a lie. Yeah. Yeah. You, you heard it from someone. That someone was named Ryan. <laughs> um, so what the five hands as All Might um, is one of my least favorite All Mights. Um, I, I went even just yesterday and I was like, you know what? People keep talking about him. I'm going to test this dude out. I threw together a deck completely unrefined in that way. Like I just wanted as much card draw and as much momentum gen as possible so I could really try to abuse his abilities. And he just can't push damage through. He, he just can't. Like when he hits, I threw an attack that was like a six or eight speed low that did almost 30 damage. It was like 28 damage. And it was like turn two, maybe turn three at the latest. Um, and it was like my fourth attack in the turn or something. Like it was crazy, but it just got blocked and they didn't die and it didn't matter. You know? Um, I don't know. You, you played that deck also some, you, you've messed around with, with five hands. How do you feel about him? Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think he kind of wins in the way that a lot of other characters can win where you, you don't necessarily win by, bumping your speed up or anything to get attacks through you just throw a ton of attacks in a turn um so i mean with all of his card draw between his ability passing the torch and detroit smash like if you get stuff online i mean you can even if you used his ability three times before and you like only start with six cards if you like detroit smash go up to eight and then you have passing the torches like you can still get a ton of cards in your hand and mm-hmm. then if you're playing a lot of four difficulty attacks you just keep throwing stuff um, he might not be the best at it, but I think he's he's a fun casual character. I think he's still like a B tier character. I think like all the fun casual characters are like B tier characters. Um, yeah, I th- he's, I think he's not he can, as bad as I initially thought. I think. Yeah, I think he can take games off of people just because like sometimes you just play like if you go first, sometimes you just play your entire hand. You know, you play five mm-hmm. foundations and then have eight cards on your second turn and draw a bunch of attacks. And if you go second, sometimes you just have, like, ten foundations by your third turn, and then you play, like, five or six attacks in a turn, and you just check well and, you know, just bot people. But yeah. um, he raises out real hard. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he's consistent enough to, you know, go through a tournament and win and take, like, a top eight, but I do think he's a fun character. Um. All right, so, so that's All Might 1. Yeah. Um, all Might 2 is the DLC All Might, um, which, you know, DLC is still... Incoming, you know, it's supposed to be out. I think it. Jason said maybe beginning of January-ish. I think was yep. was his optimistic timeline. Um, and I think this all might 
I haven't gotten to play this guy yet, obviously, because I don't have him. But he seems nuts. Um, he's 629, so he's got one less health than all the others for some reason. But that's fine, because he discards four off the top, which is not a real cost. Um, to give his attack plus two damage, so it's free. All his attacks just do two more damage. And then mm -hmm. if they block it, his next one gets plus two also for free. So you punish your opponent for blocking, and they're just hoping you don't have that next attack, basically. Yeah. Um, and then, to make it even worse for your opponent, he has enhanced discard of momentum, draw a card, and if this attack is not blocked, you draw another card. So you snap draw one, and you put them in a situation where they have to either block and give your next one plus two, or they don't block, and you just drew two cards. Yeah, I think he's going to end up... He's going to have to be very careful to not deck himself out if he's trying to attack a bunch. Because, like, for me... like So playing even Tokiami with, like, Frigid Heat Wave, mm -hmm. um, I get I go through my deck so fast. Like, sometimes by the end of, like, turn two, I've almost seen my entire deck. So if he's doing four on every single attack on his turn, um, oh, yeah. he's going to go through some cards. So this guy might end up being a character like Go Beyond could be good in because you're always going to have, like, all your attacks in your discard and you can play anything you want to play. Maybe. 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 I don't know. I feel like I want to use that momentum to draw two cards for free, though. Like, you use that enhance on their attack, yeah. you eat the attack, you drew two cards off their attack. Would you like, to, do you want to draw one random card or the perfect card, though? Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, it depends on I the mean, situation, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so the, the, to your point about milling himself, the math checks out here where basically every one attack he plays is total six cards out of your deck if you use his ability because it's the, the one attack, the one for the check, and then mm -hmm. four off the top. Yeah. Um, that's, if you're building a 60-card deck, that's a tenth of your deck every time you play an attack. Yeah, so to your point, quick. yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to get there real quick. Um, but to be fair, if you're adding two to four damage for free on every attack, they can only take so many of those hits, you know? That's true, yeah. Um, and I think it'll be fun. If, I like him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty excited to test this dude out. Um, I want to uh, play all of his cards. Um, Indeed. All Might 3, that's the uh, Plus Ultra All Might, uh, the one that was the, the Gen Con promo reprint. Um, 6.30 again. Uh, he has Enhanced Commit, Commit 1 Foundation, draw two cards. What? I'm for it. Basically makes him an 8 hand sizer. Um, and then he has Enhanced, your Fury or Punch Attack gets plus 1 speed and plus 1 damage for each card in your rival's hand, playable while committed. So I'm always pumping my speed or damage unless your hand is empty, empty, in which case you don't got any defensive options, so I'm still winning. Yeah. This is my favorite all might. Yeah, I think this character is extremely good. I uh I I I would take a swing at building this guy if you weren't all gung-ho about playing him all the time. But right. uh he seems like he's really fun. I mean, being an eight thirty essentially, because I mean committing yourself into the foundation is barely a cost i mean it's fine because you can still play your other ability once it's committed so who cares right. so to your point about before where like with five hand size all night where you just want to play a bunch of attacks that's what this dude does like you just I mean, you put together strings of attacks because you just dig so deep through your deck and um, then you give them all like a million speed yeah yeah like if your opponent's just sitting there holding three you're like three speed every time yeah. um you can run hard and chop is a beating in this dude um because you're like all right i'm not going to pump up the speed I'm just going to add some damage to it, so that way you feel compelled to block it, because it's coming across for like 8 plus damage. Oh, you decided you weren't going to block, or you did block it, you discard 2 cards. Now I'm just going to pummel you in the face with this Detroit Smash or whatever else, you know, like, um, yeah, I, I, 
this is the deck like literally Ryan can tell you I I had like two or three decks in mind um and then I was like you know what I kind of want to make a for fun deck and I was like I'm thinking about making Gen Con all might and he's like I think that dude might be like insane I don't I don't think that's a for fun deck yeah <laughs> and then I built it and I was like oh you're right it's yeah. not it's, it's just definitely not serious. a for fun deck yeah yeah um so that leaves with just true form all might the seven hand size all might he's a 730 let's pause those are insane stats um but he's just I don't think he's good like he he hemorrhages life every turn so literally your opponent can just sit back and let you kill yourself if they really wanted to um they probably that's aren't that's a lot of turns to just sit back yeah it's, it's like seven <laughs> seven turns or so put you in one hit like where everything's lethal you know yeah um and then <clears throat> you know he does have the cool like i love the theme of this dude but i just i don't think he's very good um like the the running additional all might cards um, just kind of clogs up your deck. It's going to slow you down a little bit. And then, you know, like discarding them for plus three damage and drawing a card's fine. Like, that's a great way to abuse a buddy block, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's a once per game where you can do that. Like, if it was once per turn and it only lasted, I don't know, like, it, it, it like RFG'd the card or something. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a way he, he could transform briefly, but like m- more than once in the game. Um, I think even if or- it wasn't a first form. And also, if it didn't have to be from your hand, like, if you could just get one for your discard, you would be a lot better. Yeah, so they, they did um, some similar transformation kind of things in the past um, in some of the other sets, and it got a little unruly. So I think they're very uh, gun-shy when it comes to this mechanic, but they like it. Like, it's a cool mm-hmm. idea. So they're trying to figure out how best to balance it, is my personal speculation on it. Um, no, no insider knowledge there. It's just... From the way he's designed, like him and Mount Lady both, who we can talk about next, because she does the same sort of thing with this whole like attaching and stacking thing when you mm-hmm. can't do that normally. You know, like it's 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 a unique design space. But yeah, um, so if you're gonna rank the All Mights, who's your favorite of the four? Uh, so All Mights. So my favorite is we're probably going All Might three, then two, then one, then four. I so, would have the same order. Yeah. Yeah. So Gen Con, and, DLC, Inset, and then uh, Quirk Pack in that order. Yeah, and and t- for me, the DLC one is a close second right now. It might end up being the one that I actually like more, um, but until I get to play it, I just won't know. And and I love All Might. Like, if anyone knows me, like, y- you guys know this about me. Um, and I, I love everything about All Might. So um, both in the game and in the anime and manga so well matt um, since you said that i actually have a surprise for you all might uh-oh. is here today to talk to you all might oh, oh my come God. on out oh my oh they can't see you well unless you're watching the youtube in which case you can totally see all might right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-oh. look under your seat there's an all might there's an all might there but, all right our next character is mount lady um so mount lady i like I like Mount Lady, not the character necessarily, but like the actual design of this character. Um, I could take or leave the character in, in the um, actual story, but um, she's 629 um, and she has the, she's a stacker, basically. Like she wants to run four of her character card. Um, mm-hmm. So you start with the one in play and then she has the ability that she can pull them back um, and then, you know, attach them or what's the technical term? It says add one copy of Mount Lady from your discard pile to your stage uh, face up. If you mm-hmm. could not add uh, one, or or, if you, or you may add one card. There you go. Yeah. So if you could not, you may add one card from your discard pile to your momentum. Mm-hmm. You cannot use abilities on additional Mount Lady cards 
or commit them to patch checks. So to clarify there, um, I think they put that text on there as kind of like a heads up text more than anything. It's not necessarily a reminder text like you see for powerful and things like that that tell you what the keywords do. I think that's to make sure that people who used to play the game and played old GVS who are coming to this because stacking worked differently there um, are just kind of aware of like, hey, this is this is how this works now, you know? Um, and for those those people who have never done anything who they would have a lot of questions like, whoa, wait, I can have an extra character card? How's this work? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the way it works is, that, I mean, they're just underneath your character. Um, and they are just there to help you pay cost or to be referenced for other things. They don't actually change your health. They don't change your hand size. You know, just because you have two of them doesn't mean you draw 12 cards or anything crazy. Like, it doesn't change anything else. It doesn't reset your health or anything. It is just card reference purposes. Um, and then, with that being said, her second ability is Enhanced Discard of Momentum. This attack gets plus two damage for each Mount Lady character in your stage. Playable while committed. Um, so there's there's a couple of design or deck building ideas here, right? There's either the build all four and then get some momentum and just add eight damage to every attack, which is not nothing. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, All Might adding three speed or three damage and how nuts that is. Eight's a lot. Um, or there's the don't run any additional Mount Ladies and just get a free momentum every turn. Mm-hmm. I think that's the I, I, that's the version I would tend to go with. I think because it just gives you a lot more uh, design space when you're with your deck, right? You can do a lot more fun stuff. Sure, yeah, it cuts out those extra three slots you would need to take up for a mount lady, which normally will be like your foundation slots of some sort. Um, yeah, and then or actions or assets if you're running some of those, like just depending on the mix. You don't want to cut attacks, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, if you and get that, to a point in the game where you have a bunch of momentum, you can still discard your momentum for plus two damage to attacks. So it's, I mean, it's not, you're not getting like crazy value, but if you get right. to a point where like you've done what you want to do and got all your momentum and you just have left over, sure, go for it. Like, why not? Well, yeah, well, momentum's just more versatile, right? Like momentum can be used to pay for all sorts of costs in the game. So you can right. build your deck around needing one momentum to do stuff. Um, she has the exact same symbols as Kirishima. So she has access to all of his stuff. Um, mm hmm so, for example, she could harden pummel. She always has the momentum to pitch to make it do ten damage. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like there's there's a lot of options there. Um, I think she's cool. I again haven't got to actually play her yet because she's one of those new promos that we were just talking about that our store hasn't yeah. gotten. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think she's a cool character. Um, yeah, probably I'm interested solid. in trying her out for sure. Yeah, I think there's like I'm sure some someone's gonna come with a deck. Yeah, probably good someone's with celebrity come. status, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. With, ooh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Pull back any attack, put it on top of your deck or in your momentum, and then uh, do other things. Well, it, yeah, yeah, you do. Um, destined for mainstream success. Yeah, and then you're like attack, and so you can literally recur an attack from your discard pile, which is like uh, an additional way to make that two card interaction a three card interaction. That's literally any card you want. Yeah. Um, so that alone is good. Like, why run go beyond? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah, just gonna do when this. you can, you can not run a three check and then just pull it back with this every turn. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, Internet. You're welcome. Why um, would you do that when you could just play Uraraka and not even need to do any of that? You just get it back. <laughs> Why are you creating so many extra steps? <laughs> yeah, just, just do one step. This is the one step. She ain't got good on her. We ain't talking about Uraraka, all right? That's true, that's true. <laughs> trying, trying to give me PTSD up in here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving all right. on. Speaking let's, of PTSD. Let's talk, about, let's talk about, yeah, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Kirishima. Um, so, I mean, I, this is the guy. A while. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I think the, the, the temperature in the room has dropped down enough. It's safe to talk about him again. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I mean, he's good. Like, I mean, what else do you want me to tell you, man? Like, I mean, uh, this guy's probably one of the best characters in the set. 
He's incredibly consistent. He's very toolboxy. Gets what he needs. Um, he, you know, I, I personally haven't ever felt like he is broken. He is very beatable. Uh, but it's it's really tough for some decks. Some decks just can't beat him. You know, it's kind of like a racer head. Like I think some decks just can't beat a racer head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know you and I were playing test not uh, racer head in some matchups at one point, and it literally got to a game state where you're like, I, I can't hit you. Like it's just not going to happen. There's no way for my deck to force this damage through. Yeah, I'm just and, gonna scoop it up. Yeah, and like, and that's that's miserable. Like no one's having fun at that point. Well, I was having a little fun, but you know, like that's not what the game should be. And I think Kirishima does the same thing to people. That's why I mention it because yeah, you can get to a game state where. You just can't do anything to him. You're like, all right, well, I can't kill him. And every time I throw attacks, he's just building more things. And I'm giving him more resources. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Kirishima? Have, you, have they changed at all? No, I mean, he's still, I mean, I've always thought he was one of the better characters. Um, yeah. Except for my, like, the first time I read him, I think I was, I, like, was a little undersold on him. But then after reading him again, I was like, oh, wait, I'm dumb. Yeah, um, I remember when he first got previewed and you and John were both like, I don't know about this dude. And I was like, this guy's insane. Trust me. And then like yeah. over the, over the course of that day, y'all kept thinking about like, Oh, this interaction, and this I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's We've been big on like, him I don't, I don't think we need to talk about him anymore. Um, yeah. um yeah, there's not much. Now, to just, just, just going dr- directly down. We'll jump right into it. All right. So Azuku Midoriya. Again, I, I love all three of the big three characters and not, not the actual big three. Mirio is my boy though. Um, but, Midoriya, Bakugo, and All Might, like like the the, the characters the story focuses on. Um, I really do like all those characters. And Matt, I have I have another surprise. Midoriya no actually is here today. Look we under your seat. Oh Look God. under your seat. He's under your seat. Oh, he's, he's under the seat. How did you get so many things under my seat? Yeah. So I played against. We had some people come from out of town the other week, and one of them had a Midoriya deck, and he and I played. I helped him kind of tweak it some, um, and uh, it was a really cool deck. Um, we did All Might versus Midoriya just for the flavor of it, um, and it was uh, when he hit me for like 16 damage off one of his attacks or whatever, just because he dumped his hand. He was like YOLO. I was just like, this is kind of awesome. Like, like it's just it just feels so accurate. Like, like the design of this character, I I dare say, is perfect. Um, doesn't make him a perfect character. This character is still very mid tier. Like. Um, because he has a very real cost to his ability, and then the other ability is super free, but your opponent can play around it. Um, mm-hmm. Now, or Rocket can't, since you're mentioning it, because she only plays high attacks um, in the build that I was playing against yesterday. But um, you know, like that's there's so much. Like that, that. Yeah, that's why you got to put that one indiscriminate shock in there and just bop them on the low. Him on their toes <laughs> when they least expect it. Um, but yeah, like I think that, that that's what's cool about Midoriya is like there are some matchups where you can start to piece it together as a player and you kind of feel like Midoriya then, right? Like you're you're he's piecing it together in this first season of the, of the anime and manga anyway, where he's trying to figure out how to battle against these people because he doesn't know how to use his quirk. And when he does, he hurts himself, you know, mm-hmm. um, whereas they can all do it very naturally. And I think what I like about Azuka Midoriya is I think his kit's really good and we'll talk about that more as we go. But I also think that it, that just sets him up and since we know we're going to get a Midoriya every set, I mean, he's the main character, um, yeah. that he's going to get better and better just like he does in the show. And I think he's starting off at a good point. Yeah, I like Midoriya. Um, I, I, I want to see more versions of Midoriya. Midoriya sorry. But uh, yeah. like, I like Midoriya as a character. I, I would not play this character in the game, though. Um, yeah. He's a little too slow. Like, I don't enjoy it's, it's very slow. It's very, very slow. Yeah, and that's my problem. Like, every time I build him... I just end up being like, why is this not All Might? Yeah. 
Like I'm building the same deck just with a worse character. Yeah. And like when you're playing against them, it's just too predictable what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like you you never can like block the last thing. I guess that's the thing. Like you can't block the you can't like play that last block in your hand until they use their character. So that's something. Right? Yeah. You have to Makes them play the game differently. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um like the and, the and because of that, what that forces your opponent to do if you're like the Midoriya player, is they're gonna take hits they wouldn't normally take. Right. Because of the threat of your ability. Which right. is good. Um I also personal speculation think that his ability is the reason we'll never see reversals in the game. Um, definitely not a punch reversal, because if that ever happens, being able to just dump your hand and truck them for 10 on their turn, plus 10, yeah. that's insane. Like that, good job, that's the deck now. I slowed your attack down, I blocked it for, for free, basically. I reversed you, emptied my hand, you had to block on your turn. You know, like, and if you, if you don't know what reversals are, you're better for it, so don't worry about it. They're going to um, put, I mean, there could be punch reversals that just don't have his symbols, you know? But That's I know crazy. those are typically like the punch symbols. Good in life, usually like an order even it, has punch. Good in particular has yeah, no, yeah. has some punch. But um, but yeah, I mean they can kind of do whatever there. But yeah, I just I don't know. I don't think we'll see it. But anyway, um, we go with Azuka Midoriya. Yeah, we good. We can we can holler at your girl next, dude. Yeah, Jiro, Jiro's nuts. Like this, a legitimately top five character in the set. Yeah. So I guess my my question on all of these characters is that I don't know if any of them are uh, you, you wouldn't play any of them off good though right even though the characters uh, are really good I think they're all like better all off might. other symbols All Might uh, my All Might deck is a good All Might deck with okay. and, I, and, I, and that's that's Gen Con All Might um, just to clarify I think that's better than all or air for him Okay. Um, I think air might be worth exploring though to be fair I haven't done it yet but I'm becoming a pretty big believer of the air symbol um, welcome <laughs> so um Jiro, you're right. I would not play Jiro off a of good. I think Air, strangely enough, is also probably her best symbol. Mm-hmm. Um you know, she actually has the exact same symbols as that all might we were just talking about. Um So what but, kind of charge weapon stuff does good get? Let's see. Uh it doesn't get home run comet, it doesn't get pillar swing, it does not get it gets unwavering slash and her all of her support. Um, you get some of the, you get uh, Stash Strike. Does it have both of them on it? I know. There's so the a only, Momo card. The only two oh, it's cards Capture that Net. have it. Yeah, it's Capture Net and Unwavering Slash are the only two that have both. Yeah. So you're missing out on value. Just I mean, there's only two attacks there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of things that have one of the two symbols. So, I mean, you right. can still play her and have success, but you're not getting oh, yeah. the full value. Yeah. And and what makes this character insane isn't just her responses. Like, those are very good. Um it's that ability to set up checks mm-hmm. and it's not just for you. It's both players. Like that ability is super strong. Um, and I just think this character, once you, once you really refine this list and you, you get comfortable with this character, um, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's a finesse character because she's a six twenty seven. Like you can have a little bit of forgiving gameplay where you take a hit or two. You shouldn't have, you know, but once you learn, how to like read the game state and understand like w- you don't always want to put a three on top of their deck like that's not always the right call like if they have something that says draw a card they're going to do that like the hard counter to Jiro is latent skills mm-hmm. like that's 100% what I do when I play against Jiro I'm like all right I'm just gonna sit here and let you use your ability and then I'm just gonna draw those two cards and you're not gonna have any game knowledge now like you can't right. game plan around that um, yeah put whatever you want on top it's cool <clears throat> right I'll just draw them I don't care like um yeah but and it like shuts down her specialized sound waves too which is nice yeah, um, but that being said, that's one card in the whole set that is like a 
a direct counter to what she's doing. And that doesn't yeah. stop her from setting up her checks and being awesome. You know, right. Like, she helps minimize her own bad luck. She's incredibly consistent. She's a very good character. Um, and yeah, I, I, again, I was literally just before this asking around, I was like, all right, so who's building Jiro? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, like we had her together at one point, we, we've taken her apart, built other things, just kind of exploring. I'm like, we need to go back to that. Yeah. I mean, I love this character design. I love, I love interacting with the top of people's decks or manip- manipulating their decks in some way. God, yeah. I cannot, I cannot talk today. I'm struggling. It's okay, um, man. And then, uh, I mean, just free speed, free damage on stuff. I mean, the speed mm-hmm. probably more important than the damage. So you probably just run like a good weapon kit with her if you're playing on good. I know yeah. there's not a ton of good weapons right now, but I'm sure there'll be more as the, the days goes on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, between like specialized sound waves and her ability, all the manipulation you can do to people's decks is really fun for you, not for them. Yeah, right, right. Um, I think you kind of mentioned the good weapon kit, which I think kind of segues directly into Momo, right? Like that's our mm-hmm. final character. Um, and I do think good is actually probably Momo's best symbol. Um, so to yeah. your question earlier, we just hadn't talked about her. Um, yeah. I I feel like between the Jiro support and then Momo support, there's enough weapon cards for her to really benefit. Um, yeah. And you know, we'll talk about some of those here in a minute uh, when we get into the attacks in particular. But um, Momo is a super cool character. Like I have this deck built off of all, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but I definitely think it's a stronger, more competitive build off of good um, because. She just, she gets, she's to the point about Kirishima, right? He's toolboxy. Um, yeah, she's like next level toolboxy. Or even what we're talking about with like with, with Mount Lady being toolboxy, like in that whole idea, mm-hmm. like recurring whatever one card you want. Like, like that's what Momo does already. She removes a foundation and she's like, give me that card. I need a block. Give me that card. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm just mentally preparing myself for like a year from now when she's the most busted character in the set, in the format. I think she, she could get really crazy. Like give her a in- set or two more. Even, like, right now when you play against her, your opponent's just over there doing, like, 50 things. And you're <laughs> yes. like, okay, I like, I'll take six damage. But in, like, a year, it might be they do 50 things and you're taking, like, 15. You know right. what I mean? Like, my most problem is that she doesn't do large chunks of damage, right? Like, like yeah. she's not going to kill someone in a turn unless she pulls off, like, some crazy staff strike combo. Where it's like, right. she just played 12 cards somehow, you know? Like, um, and you're but, making a lot of checks and you're having to get really lucky. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, it's just very unlikely. But when they print Challenge the Master for her and give all her checks boosts, it's going to be great. She's going to be good to go. Yeah, and even if there was just, like, a a Dark Shadow or or, or Summon Dark Shadow type action that she could combo off of or gave all your weapon attacks some additional buffs or something, like, things like Mm -hmm. that. Dude, even if there were just foundations that buffed your weapon attacks, there's one, and it's not very good. It taps to give plus one speed and plus two damage. Like, okay. Yep, it's not quite there. Yeah, but so. yeah, man. Um, I think she's gonna be solid. Like, I'm not trying. I'm not gonna hold her current state against her. She's yeah. probably she's fine. She's fun now. She can win games, but she's gonna be busted at some point. Yeah, she could get real unruly depending on if they're not careful, and you know, hopefully they are. Like, uh, but we'll see. So, yeah. if you're gonna pick your favorite good character, just out of all of them, which hmm. one would it probably be? Like the one that if you could build one of these characters off of the good symbol, what would it be? I'm gonna say. All Might 3. Dang. You know that's the one I got built. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know that was going to be my answer. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Um, you should, I would you shouldn't have let me three. go first, son. I know. Mistakes were made. 
I'm but if I had to give uh, if I had to give runner ups or superlatives or whatever, I would pick like Mount Lady, I think. Or I mean, obviously Kirishima is gonna, he's going to be solid off of good. You know what I mean? But I yeah. also wouldn't build that deck personally. Yeah. So my runner up would be Kirishima. Like I would definitely build that deck. Um, if John hadn't kind of called dibsies on that, then I probably would have. All right, and welcome back. Um, we are this is the uh, symbols of peace. Uh, podcast from UA, and we are covering the good symbol this week. Um, we already talked about the characters, so now we're going to jump into the attacks. Um, first thing you're going to notice when you are um, looking at all the good attacks in this set is that there's kind of two overarching uh, themes, or in particular keywords, that appear on all these attacks, which is either punch or weapon. There's some exceptions to that, and we'll talk about some of those cards as well, but in general, those are your two options. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, we've both selected our top two punches and our top two weapons to kind of cover and talk about. Um, so, uh, Ryan, what are your favorite two punches? My favorite two punches. So if I had to pick two punches and say these are like my Stone Cold favorite ones, there's a lot of mm-hmm. good ones to choose from from the symbol. Yeah, um, no shortage of them. But, I mean, Hard and Chop has got to be up there, right? Um, it's very it, good. Yeah, it lets you destroy something to build something face down from the top of your deck. And um, if your attack is blocked, your opponent discards a card. It's a four low for five. It has a good block on it. so And it has break for one. So, I mean, there's nothing bad about this card. This card is awesome. It punishes your yeah. opponent for blocking, which is everything you want to do when you attack someone. And uh, yeah, This card's yeah, a great awesome. card to open your turn with. Like, that's yeah. the thing that, that people need to understand. Like, you just throw this out there, and you're like, hey, what do you want to do? Make them make a tough decision. Yeah. Do you want to take some free damage and I might just be poking and I get some free momentum? Or do you want to uh, block this and maybe I wasn't bluffing? Maybe I have a grip full of more attacks and you just pitched two to not take five. Now you're going to take a lot more damage. So right. yeah, 100%. This card's nuts. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your number one? We'll bounce back and forth here. Ooh, my number one? Um, yeah, like, or one of your two. Like, What's your first of your two? Yeah. Um. So we talked about the All Might Punch deck that I, that I run off of good. Um, and I'd say the card that um, I like a lot, um, there's a couple of them, but um, Hard and Chop is, is very good. It's in that deck. But um, Texas Smash, man, like, I like this card a lot. Like, and, and what's crazy is, again, when they previewed it, I was like, I don't know. Like, the art's cool, but, like, I don't know. And then I, I got to play it, and I was like, oh, this card's nuts. Like, it's a four-diff four high for seven. Like I'm always going to combo this. Um, mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I can pitch a card, which we talked about how I draw a bajillion cards. That's not a real cost. I'm just going to discard this foundation or whatever that I'm not, I didn't plan on using this turn. And we'll give my next attack plus four also. Mm-hmm. Like it just opens up so many options um, yeah. because four damage effectively doubles most attacks damage. You know, like it's four to five damage range is, is where you're doubling an attack. So, um, it's nuts. I, I like this card a lot. Um, never sad to see them. Kind of sad if you see three of them in a hand and you don't have like a different attack to lead with. But yeah. if you Texas Smash into Texas Smash, you're like, oh boy. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, uh, I don't. I don't see uh, any punch deck ever just not running auto including Texas Smash. Yeah, you gotta you gotta convince me. Like like the 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 quality of the average punch would have to go up so much. Yeah, they would all have to, to be. Not run this card. Yeah, they don't have to all be three difficulty, uh, six damage attacks. I, mean, not <laughs> I don't know. It's only six damage. This bitch does seven. <laughs> like, Four difficulty. It's too much. It's too much too, difficulty. Too great. Too great. Too too difficult. Um, 
All right, so what's your second one? So my second punch, man, there's so many good options. Like, So uh, I've never been a big believer of Detroit Smash, but the more I've played it, I've had fun with it. But it's not going to be in my top two. I, I just the D to Smash. Say, yeah, it's it Smashy Smashes a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess uh, probably, probably Setup Strike. If it like Texas Smash probably would be my actual number two, but you already talked about it, so we'll get on yeah. to my number three in a uh, setup strike. Uh and this is this is like this is basically Texas Smash, but the speed version. It does right. the same thing. <laughs> except you right. have to combo and it's it's bumping your things up, man. This into Texas Smash is a fucking combo. It is. Or Texas Smash into this sometimes. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> whichever way you want to do it, whichever way you gotta do it. Um yeah. And as we know, speed is more important than damage a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. this is the actual ultimate setup into a combo card. Yeah. No, and, and so setup strike um, is incredible. Um, like we were kind of talking about uh, punches that are kind of like a snap include in most lineups, and setup strike is immediately on that list too. Like um, I think the only time you don't run it is if you're just running like um, like five hand size all might, like um, where you just want to add a ton of damage to stuff and you're just kind of win based off of the number of attacks as opposed to the quality of each attack, if that makes sense. Like, making sure that, oh, I'm putting each each card's going to be really difficult for them to deal with as opposed to just the number of cards I'm going to play is difficult for them to deal with, you know? Um, I'm not saying you can't run it in him by any means. I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. that's the only only argument I can see where you don't auto-include it. You, you can maybe auto-include something else over it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if I were going to pick a second favorite uh, punch to play... Um, I'm right there with you, man. Like, um, I was not a Detroit Smash believer in that way. I'm very two-check adverse just as a player. Um, I don't enjoy the variance in my deck. I like the threes and fives. I've got some bad history with with twos and fours and ones. So, um, that being said, man, this card is awesome. It's so fun to play, isn't it? (laughs) It's just awesome. Like, I'm not going to lie. I 1X this now on my list just because I love the feel of this card. Like, um... You you play this and you just you know you're about to knock the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, and if it doesn't, they're going to spend a lot of resources um, trying to to not get destroyed. And what's really cool, so I was saying, like I have the the um, Gen Con or the um, you know Plus Ultra All Might built, and he still benefits from this other All Might enhance all, mm-hmm. only, you know, like to, to reduce his hand size. So like I'll just do that. I'll reduce it down to a five because. The turn that I'm playing Detroit Smash is the turn I plan on winning the game normally. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't poke with a Detroit Smash. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, in that situation, I'm just going to burn it all. And, like, and that feels really good, too. That's thematically appropriate. You know, like, because when he's fighting that Nomu, man, like, he's just like, all right. You know, it took, back in my heyday, you want to take it five blows from the, to knock this guy out or whatever, you know. And he's like, it took me over 150 at over 100%. Like, that's what this card feels like, and I love it. Um, so, that's probably my second favorite card okay it is not by any means a card i snap include in decks like yeah. like this is a only gonna play this in all might uh, for me kind of thing i know there yeah. the majority list at the omaha smash was running it too i think um just because it does crazy numbers but um that's yeah. the thing like punch decks can do nuts numbers i think the enhanced to like turn one momentum into three could be like relevant at some point mm-hmm. um i don't think it like breaks this attack or anything even though it's really good and you can you know, in five-hander, all might you can do like powerful ten, thirty damage, right? Off of it or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I like that first enhance. I think it, that does give it some playability and things outside of all might, even though it is clearly the best in all might because you can just draw three cards to fuel that. 
Right. He shows them how to go plus ultra, man. That's how he does it. Indeed. So um, we want to talk about some honorable mentions. So like some some punch attacks that are right there on the cusp, like things that are kind of cool or attacks that are kind of like just fun, but aren't like your favorites. They're not snap includes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or things that just get you excited. Um, so what would be an honorable mention punch for you? <laughs> so I think uh, like I love reverse throw and I would probably end up, it would probably end up being closer to my top of my punch list mm-hmm. than uh, in the not quite there list, which is, I guess is what we're doing. So yeah. um, I guess we'll, uh, which, which is the one that uh, puts stuff in your momentum. What's that one called? Velocity punch. Velocity punch. Yeah. 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 I like foundation for your station momentum. Yeah. Yeah. So low attack, four, 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 uh, three low block and you get some snap momentum. I'm all about snap momentum, but this also doesn't have a place in every deck. So this is, yeah. it can't always just go into your deck and be awesome. But, and those decks where you need to just get a momentum to get into some shenanigans against your opponent, this is your guy right here. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think Velocity punches is also on the below the radar kind of quality good. Um, because uh, a lot of the punch stuff does want like one momentum to kind of just do stuff. Think about this, this in the new uh, DLC All Might. You mm-hmm. just play a velocity punch, snap build that foundation you just tapped or flipped into your momentum, and then pitch it to draw a card. And if they don't block this low attack, you draw another card. That's yeah. a great poke. Um, and what's important about velocity punches, it's a low attack. Um, hard and chop is as well. But there, are, most of the punches are highs. Um, mm-hmm. So having that zone mix up goes a long way. So I, I'm right there with you. I love velocity punch, like throwing it in, kind of like mixing things up if your deck can fully utilize it. Um, which is, I think, kind of what you're getting at, right? Like, it has to be right. um, super good. So I'm going to say um, Future Charge is probably it for me. Like, Future Charge, you read it, you're like, this card is awesome. It's going to draw so many cards. And it just doesn't. Like, it's it's so blockable. Like, this card should have been a 4-4. Four, four. I don't know why it's not a 4-4. Four, four. Um and then, because I mean, you look at all the other punches that are four discs, they're all four fours. But for some reason, future charge is a is a three four, and it's a mm-hmm. mid, it's the most blockable zone, and it's slow, and all it does is it replaces itself. Like I get drawing cards is good, but I mean, like yeah, if you see two in a turn, you drew three cards. That's really awesome. But you also just had two checks and two two blocked attacks that did nothing. You know, like mm-hmm. and they're clogging up your card pool, adding two difficulty from then on. Like I just. I don't think this card is nearly good enough. I'd be amazed to see it make the cut in a lot of lists. Um, you know, like, because you can't run just one or two of it either. Like, then like Velocity Punch, we were talking about, like, you could run, like, a, a one or two just to get some momentum. You have to run a set of these. Yeah. Um, so. And I guess the I argument don't... for this card is um, that some, like, there's not a lot of card draw in uh, some of these symbols. Sure. Uh, like especially if you're not playing All Might and Good, there's not a lot of card draw. Like you can play Destin for mainstream success with celebrity yeah. status, like pull stuff back. But uh, and this gives you like just random card draw, which it's it's good enough sometimes. It just depends. Yeah, and I know there were some lists that were running this, like some of those Kirishima lists and stuff, because he's a five hander. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I just think that it is not as good as I want it to be, um, and not as good as I initially thought it would be. Like, I thought, oh, man, that's going to be one that you're going to probably see in a lot of lists, and you just don't. Um, yeah. Because I think, it just, the rest of the attacks are just better. Yeah, I think this card does shine in good Kirishima, because if it ever does connect, and you're able to, like, pull it down as a face down, then you can always, like, the next time you draw one, you pull it up and play it and draw the extra cards you, off of it. You mean if they block it and you then coordinated effort it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. 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 That and that's useful because then you can have one on command, so you kind of fix yeah. the whole guaranteed draw three. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, but that's one deck that can yeah. get by running four of it. You know, um, it doesn't care if it gets blocked because we're banking on it getting blocked at that point. You know. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So yeah. All um, right. Well, moving on to weapons. Yeah. So the other pack is or lineup really is is the good weapons. So. Um, I guess I'll, I'll kick this one off with my, my top two favorite weapons. Um, it's a much smaller list because it's just Momo and Jiro. Um, so we may have some overlap here. Um, I I really like um, Unwavering Slash a lot. Um, like it's the the problem with this card is that it's a four four and it's a five diff. Mm-hmm. But man, this card does so much because it builds you an asset, it raises a card, um, it draws a card. Like it just kind of does it all. It also has powerful on it, um, so um, I really like it. If you're Jiro, it triggers both of your abilities, so it becomes a five-five immediately. If you're Momo, you can just pump two speed on it, and then it also has powerful, so it can do a lot of stuff there. Um, and yeah, I, I I like this card a lot, um, but it it's kind of like a five-diff poke in some situations, unless you have a lot of momentum, and then it's like a five-diff, you know, maybe maybe kill them. Yeah. Um, what would be your first pick? Uh, I'm right here with you, dude. Like unwavering slash is probably my favorite of the weapons. Um, because I, I uh, something you didn't mention is that like forward thinking. The more assets that get printed, this thing just tutors up any asset from your discard pile. True. Um, any asset in air, all are good. If it's got anything crazy going on and you're able to just pull it back, this is going to be a great attack for that. And it's, I mean, you said it's a five difficulty poke, but if you have an asset in play. Um, it kind of lets you get in with a little less, uh, risk because you can just ready something if you do check poorly. Right. Um, so I, I like it as a poke because it replaces itself and you don't really have to commit a ton to it. Yeah. And it has um, powerful too, randomly. You might just like blow some right. up with it. Yeah. Like in, in that Momo deck I have, I run it obviously because, you know, you want quick creations and, um, it's sometimes my kill condition, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll just be like, Hey, um, I got three momentum. This thing's gonna come across for about ten. You cool with yeah. that? You know, like, um, so um, if I had to pick a second weapon, um, it, it's hard because basically all the weapons are designed really specifically for the character. Like unwavering slash is designed for both characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like whereas the others are are pretty specific. Like um, like create capture net is a really good um, card. Like it. It gets stunned too. It's off zone. It's super slow though, and that's because they plan on again Momo and Jira both pumping up the speed on it, so it doesn't get unruly. Um, but it also lets you snap build a foundation from your card pool face up, uh, which is really cool. So like it combos off foundation, so you're like build a foundation that I want to play, play a capture net on a five, um, give it stun two, then I'll build that foundation down. Awesome, cleared my card pool. I got a two low for four that's got stun two on it. Like, um, like this card's really good. Yeah, um, and it works in both characters as well. Also has charge weapon for Jiro, so it can trigger both her abilities. Mm-hmm. So that's probably my number two. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot too. I like the combat tricks that you can do, or I guess I say combat tricks, but those shenan- shenanigans you can do by pulling a foundation down your opponent didn't expect. It's right. fun, but I guess for the sake of diversity, I'll say um, I also really like. Um, uh, oh no, this isn't actually a weapon. Amplified Sound Blast is not a weapon. Never mind. That's that's yeah, that's the only one I want to talk about. That's kind of my honorable mention, right? Because it's not so, a weapon. So yeah, I guess uh yeah, my second one would also be 
recapture that. So, yeah. um, no well, love for staff strike on this podcast. No love yeah. for staff strike. It's too slow. Yeah. Well, right, right. Let's talk about that for a second because people are going to definitely ask that. Like, why, why did we not select staff strike? This card's insane, right? It's not. Um, so it's a four mid for six. So again, super blockable. Um, it's got weapon on it. All right, that's cool. Um, but weapon foundation as a combo requirement means you're playing this on an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just makes the next two weapon cards you play, um, or it says you try to play, which is also interesting because that means if you somehow fail them, I guess, um, then it, it, I don't know, that's weird. Anyway, um, let's try and ignore progressive difficulty. That's awesome. Ignoring progressive is awesome. You just play them on printed difficulty, regardless of how many cards are in your card pool, let you do crazy things. Like, ideally, you want to do some scenario where, like, the second card you play is another staff strike or something, but you can't keep comboing them because of that foundation requirement, you know? Yeah, you got to have your uh, your assets in play to, like, pull stuff, right? To uh, fulfill that? Yes. So, like, you'd, yeah, you'd have to use, like, quick creation to add that foundation or something. Yeah. And then, like, and then the, play, so an you attack. Didn't play it, and then you get to play this next staff strike. Yeah. Uh, like and, and again, we're working really hard to get six damage. Now, it draws a ton of cards in that situation also. Um, and card draw is very good. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I think the only way this becomes worth it actually is the card that we were just about to talk about, which is Amplified Sound Blast. Um, because Amplified Sound Blast, while it's in your momentum, can give your next one minus two. This card is also flash, and it's also low. Um, so this card's just kind of good, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. um, if you're running the, the weapon or the charge lineup, you can just, you can just throw this in the deck. Like it's, it, it you're going to get value out of it. Yeah. The worst, I mean, worst thing about it is it's block. Yeah. And it has a meaningful deadlock response. It's not one that's going to win you the game, but I mean, it's four difficulty attack and it would draw you two cards on flash if you get into deadlock. So yeah. why not? Right. It's just cool. Um, we did not, and I, I forgot to include when we were talking about our punches earlier. Yeah, I was uh, surprised you didn't talk about Mighty Punch, man. Well, Mighty Punch or Full Cowling. I forgot yeah. about both those cards, and I like <laughs> both those cards a lot. So that's on yeah. me. Um, yeah, I think Full Cowling is awesome because it kind of, like we're talking about with Hard and Chop, makes a situation where they're going to want to block it. Because if you play this against Kirishima, he he's not going to block a lot of attacks. He's going to block this one. Because you tap him, you just leave it, and you tap him. If he doesn't block... Oh, well, it looks like he ain't building or looping anything this turn. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I think tapping someone's character is very detrimental. Um, you're never going to get to tap a racer, probably, but whatever. You can still yeah. threaten it. Um, and sometimes you just play this when you're you know, late in the turn, when you're running out of cards. You're like, discard one card, draw three. Why not? Let's go. Um, and then to your point about Mighty Punch, um, I really want to test this card out. I haven't gotten to yet, but it seems really good. Yeah. It's another attack that's always going to get blocked by a racer, but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> this so. attack will never this gets sideboarded out immediately against a racer head. All right, just, just nope, no need for these. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got, you want to go ahead and jump into assets real quick? Like, are, are there? Yeah, let's run through the assets and the actions, and we'll take a break and do the foundations last. Okay, I don't know, do we even have any actions that are good actions? Be We're gonna find oh, out. Yeah, we, oh, Oh, yeah, we do. Capture evildoers, sir. Yes, sir. We got the action. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, about to, I'm, about to just, I'm about to just talk about that, all right? Because Man, isn't this a great action to play in Mount Lady, actually? 
You just get yeah. online oh, yeah. all the time. Just do whatever you want to do with it. Then clear your card pool. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like that. Oh, yeah. Capture Evildoers is... You have to convince me to not play this card in most decks now that can run it. Like, I ran into the problem that I had six of them, and I was like, I need more. Um, yeah. Because every deck I was building, like, in Momo, this is this is how I think you could... If you want to Staff Strike Momo, this is an option here. Like, you do this, you kind of clear your card pool down. You, you set up the second Staff Strike combo by clearing your card pool. Um, discard those other cards that would be in the way, and then you just leave those two to then play another staff strike on an eight again. You know, yeah, like that's an alternative if you don't have the other shenanigans we're talking about to just quick creation things in. But um, yeah, this card's awesome. Um, plus one mid block with breaker one. Yes, um, momentum hate is super important right now. Um, decks that use momentum use it very well. So being able to steal one, um, mentioned Doraka earlier, being able to targeted remove one of her momentums during her turn like she pulls one down if she doesn't pick it up immediately you just nuke it and it's gone forever uh, or if you play or you just play Ida and you're like I don't care I'm nuking it anyways that's right off of fire Ida <laughs> you just go first yeah um and then the card pool clear is awesome that's why I run this in my all might deck um you know like I'll get three attacks deep or whatever still have like eight cards in hand and I'm like you know what we just played that velocity punch we got that momentum let's play this capsule Eve doers let's clear this card pool let's keep on trucking you know yeah um, like I love uh, yeah, this, this card. card is this card's awesome this card um, uh, uh best foiling in the set to me I love it yeah it is a cool foil I wish I wish you could see it on the screen uh, if you haven't seen it it looks so good but yeah, yeah man this is the card the first time as soon as I saw this card I, I needed it I talked about it. I wanted it. And we then both I saw this card and freaked out. <laughs> I still haven't put it in a deck because I haven't played any of those symbols that really needed it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I just was like, Ryan, give me all your copies. You're never going to use these. And I did not do that. But <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an air stan, apparently. That's the only play air. Yeah, he's stuck. Um, yeah, Moving the other on. two are, are, are Plus Ultra and Go Beyond. We talked about those at nauseum, I'm sure, at this point. And, yeah, we're not um, talking about those anymore. Yeah, they're good. Uh, well... Plus Ultra is good. Go Beyond is normally underwhelming. Situationally, maybe good. Yeah. Um, assets. Uh, Airphone Jack and Quick Creation. Um, I think Airphone Jack is the better one in general. Yeah, it can um, be. It can go into more decks, for sure. Correct. It generically just kind of works on a lot of stuff. It has weapon on it. Um, it just gives some speed if it's charged. You know, like, it just does stuff. It readies things. Plus one high block. It's good. Um, quick Creation is the best card in the Momo deck. Mm-hmm. Um, it is insane. Um, you get it, what's good about it is it's not unique. The more of these you get in, the harder you're going to win that game. Um, so, I I think it's only good though in Momo right now. There could be characters that come out later um, that it's good in as well, but like only Momo's playing this card, which makes it just not as good as your phone jack. Um, in yeah, general. quick creation so. is uh, it's actually unplayable in every character that's not Momo. Yeah, yeah, I would tend to agree. Um, unless unless there comes a time when you can force your opponent into deadlock by gifting them foundations. Right, yeah, no, it's deadlock ability to just double your attack speed and damage is nuts. But yeah. I'm never going to do it, but it's just, yeah, if never, they ever do. You're never doing that, and if you do it, you're only going to do it once, and damn, is it going to hurt. Yeah, it's only going to hurt once, but damn, is it going to hurt. <laughs> All right, um, so we want to we take a break real quick and then jump into foundations? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right, everyone, welcome back um, to our UA uh, Symbols of Peace series. Uh, we are covering the good symbol, and we are talking about foundations. We've already covered all the other aspects of so characters, attacks, and assets at this point. So um, if you're still with us, thanks for listening, and uh, we're going to jump right into it. Um, 
So when we were looking at the good symbol foundation base, what we kind of like to do with this segment is kind of talk about what the symbols are good at and maybe what they're not so good at. Um, so let's start with the not so good. Um, and, and Ryan, what do you see the good symbol kind of struggling with? What is it not great at doing right now? Yeah, so the only thing that really stands out that it's not great at, because I think it's pretty solid overall and everything else, is it doesn't it doesn't boost speed at all. Like, it's not pushing damage through with the foundation base. It makes you rely on your attacks to do that. So there are a couple of little options for speed that are not super impactful. So you can do some you're-so-obvious shenanigans to, to blow it up and give your own punch attack plus two speed if you wanted to. Right. Um, or you could use the Momo foundation to give a weapon attack plus one speed right and two damage is that right yeah so you kind of have a speed pump for each of the lineups but you don't really have anything that's crazy you know yeah and and you're not playing those necessarily for the speed you know they're just you know that's just a, a bonus thing you get right um because you know you're so obvious is more of a defensive piece i mean and you can use it on offense if you really needed to mm -hmm. and then the other thing is more just like bonus stuff bonus damage because why not yeah the yeah. foundation isn't that great in general um uh, the memo one um yeah you're so obvious is is really good um, yeah it's but, really good yeah start with the basics is is fine like you can run it and you probably do in a weapon lineup just because there's such a small card pool right now but yeah. that card doesn't make the cut probably after set two you know like once it, once you have some more options yeah um, are you seeing any other weaknesses that i'm not seeing here um i think it's i think in general it's the thing that good doesn't really modify its attacks a whole lot, you know, which is what you're talking about, right? Like, there's a couple of speed things. There's a couple of damage buffs, you know, like you have, um, you know, Gift from Mom um, to pump up your punches, you know, but like with your weapon lineup, like you don't really have anything outside of, you know, start with the basics that really pumps up your damage either. So like in general, um, you have staggering positivity that can flip to give your attack plus two damage also. So like there are a few options here, but compared to some of the other symbols, um, good really relies on the attacks to modify the attacks, which is kind of what we, we highlighted as to why Setup Strike and why Texas Smash are so good um, and, and things that you probably auto-include there. So, no, I and mean, I think that's definitely the current uh, shortcoming of the foundation base, um, you know, but you can't do everything because the yeah. reality is, is that it does a lot of other stuff really well. Yeah. Um, like, good has the ability... Like, we were, we were trying to pick our favorites and all, and I was like, man, I can't do this. Like, there's just too many of them. Um, you know, it has the ability to loop attacks, draw cards. Um, it has, you know, anti-stun. It has um, all sorts of just useful effects, you know. Um, even something as simple as, like, self-sacrifice, destroy one to give your attack, or this attack plus one or minus one. Mm -hmm. you're, you're like, eh, okay, no problem. It's got great numbers. That card's great, because it'll also help you get out of deadlock. Um, also, um, keeps you from milling as quickly, right? Because you just destroy yeah. your foundations then, and they're back in your discard pile, so then you're extending your life total. Yeah, get rid of all those face-down foundations that you've you burnt up and let you play some fresh stuff. Right. Um, it does speed reduction. Like, Specialist of Sound is amazing. Um, it taps to give minus three when they play the attack, so this even works on flash attacks and stuff. Like, it's yeah. very good. Um, you know, and then... The Momo stuff works with Momo, um, but like preparing for battle, it's just generically good. Um, pitch one to draw one on a tap. Okay, like mm -hmm. you can throw that in some decks. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think this foundation base is, is strong overall. Gives you lots of options. Um, but yeah, if we if we we're gonna pick one thing that it does really well, uh, I think it's that it, it lets you um, kind of I don't know like 
I want to say like just draw cards. You know, like it 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 gets you what you need. Um, you know, between it generates card advantage it. in different ways. I think is what you're saying. Not even yeah, just like yeah, card I mean, draw, but just card advantage and because even like coordinated effort generates card advantage because you're getting double use out of your your stuff. And right. mainly passionate guy generates card advantage just. When you block with your foundations, you get to, to build it down immediately and have it ready to go. Right. It's also carpool clearing. Like, like there's just yeah. there's so many things here that this does um, that it's just they're good. They're strong. And like with the right character and the right right attack lineup, like you can really build a really strong good deck this way. Yeah. So, so now that we've like gone through like the uh, the strengths and weaknesses there, so what is your number one top tier off the top rope favorite foundation? And good Ooh, man. favorite one um you're number one let's say you're number one best and we'll do favorites after okay so i think the best is probably you're so obvious um and that's just because personally um i think defense wins championships you know and uh this card just helps you stay alive like you know we were just talking about how you get especially as a sound and stuff and that's cards really good but mm-hmm. up in this um just to reset an attack or res- damage or speed is crazy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was even talking about how I'm four check adverse. I auto include four of these in every good list that I make. So um, I guess I got to, I got to give it the green light as my, my best. And the one that I, I think is really strong. I know your opinion on this card has changed a little bit. Cause it was not always a four of for you. When we first saw this card, you were like, I think I'll maybe do like two of, cause you're so, yeah. you're so four averse. Yeah, yeah. I started at two X's and then, you know, kind of slowly inch my way up because um, the reality is that I didn't know how fast the meta was going to be, you know, like how unruly attacks are going to get. Um, and, you know, you sit down from a super burst deck and you're just like, well, I need this. <laughs> I need some way to interact with this. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, totally. Absolutely. So my number one best. So I guess I'm going to go in the same vein as you, but I know mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, Specialist of Sound. I kind of, I think it is better in more aspects of the game than you're so obvious because number one it's on a stick you can use it every turn right um and not every attack is a reciprocal burst of throwing like sometimes you just need to block an attack and while this doesn't help you against reciprocal burst it helps you against everything else so um i think you're going to run into way more situations where this is useful than you're so obvious not that you're so obvious is ever going to be bad but it's not always going to reset a 20 damage attack down to like five damage you know Absolutely. I think Specialist of Sound, like, you have to convince me to not run it in a deck. Whereas, like, we were just talking about, like, I had to convince myself to run more of You're So Obvious, you know? Yeah. So, that would be definitely be my number one best. Uh, what, are you, what are you feeling about, like, a number two? If you had to rank something close to uh, hmm. uh, You're So Obvious. Uh, man. I mean, <sighs> Coordinated Effort's just a really good card. Like, there's a reason this thing's unique. I don't know why it has a six check on it, but it does. Um, hey. <laughs> right? Like, just, just if it's already good, let's just make it even better. Um, right. So I'd probably go coordinated effort. Um, again, I don't think it's quite to the point with the last two cards we talked about where it's an auto-include. Um, but I think, again, you can make an argument that you always put, like, just one X of it in there. Because why not? Yeah. It's a six check. It's a two block. And even if you never get to see it outside of those capacities, like, that's still really good. Um, but... You know, it's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it again, builds your attacks when you block. So like if you're Kirishima, that's nuts. Everyone else is just pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. gives you more resources to use, clears your card pool. So it, it for a commit, you effectively net 
plus one because it lowers your difficulty in your card pool and it gave you a ray foundation so it replaces the one that committed you know yeah uh, so yeah I, i'd say coordinated effort yeah i think i agree with you I, as much as i like to be diverse and not have us say the same cards over and over um, right. coordinated effort is just it's so good man um yeah. it it lets you get into your turns without having to feel like you're going to clog your card pool up so you can poke without fear with things so like i don't know about off good but if you poke you can poke without fear in other symbols and mm -hmm. you can play something that's like if you don't block this happens and then you have the backup that if you do block coordinated effort just gets us out of my card pool and i don't have to worry about it so yeah it's, imagine, it's just a really strong card yeah imagine hard and chop coordinated effort are both on board like you just throw out a hard and chop yeah and like okay if you block it you're pitching two and i'm building one that attack's not getting blocked yeah that is a terrible trade for your opponent so they're just not going to do it so and yeah. then like uh engine rush maybe mm -hmm. like you you block this if it's not blocked i draw two if it is blocked i pull it down yeah for attack yeah yeah, yeah why not um so if you're going to pick your worst good foundation like the one that you just think is is hot trash uh, i got one in mind i want you i want I'm, to see what yours is i mean recovery girl's kiss i've never wanted to gain one life in my entire life um yeah i'd go with rigorous training um i, I think recovery's girl's kiss i would play before rigorous training just because it's a zero diff um it, sure <laughs> sure you see what I'm saying? like like, yeah. like it's at least spam that does something on command rigorous training Response after you build this card, gain two health. Okay, um, maybe I guess you could put this in like good Momo, um, and maybe you know you're building it mid turn. Yeah, yeah, like you're just that's building it, gaining two life over. Yeah, but her foundation does the same thing and more, and it has yeah. a better block and it has weapon well, on it. Rising Starlet only gains one life. This gains two. Yeah, but know? the thing is that double, she can only build weapon foundations, so like you that's have true. to use Capture Net to build this down. So like, what I'm getting at is that. This card is just, it's not good. Like, like there's good. no reason that, that's the song. only, shut up. <laughs> there's <laughs> no reason that should be the only ability on this card for it to be a two diff, you know? Like, yeah. it should do something else. Gaining two life is not trivial. I think um, anytime a card's only ability is to gain life, it is in the running for worst cards. Right, right. It's like, if um, you go play Magic the Gathering and there's a card that's like, target player gains four life or something like, you're not. You're never playing that card. You're not even going to consider yeah. playing that card. If that's the only effect on it. Right. Like, why do I care? You know. Yeah. Um. So the only other foundation that I really want to make sure that we talk about for a second is staggering positivity. Um. And that's because I think this card um, will make a splash in the meta when it comes out. Um. In that way, its ability says, um, your attack is plus two damage for the flip, right? But then it says, if this attack is blocked, shuffle three cards from either player's discard pile into their deck. Well. Those are two different things. So you can flip this on your rival's attack and then block it to shuffle back in three things from their discard pile. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking at you, Eraser. Those erases are now back in your deck. Good luck. You know? Um, so there's other other interactions, but in particular for, for Eraser to, to be the uh, force that he is currently in the meta, um, I think that, uh, yeah, Staggering Positivity is going to come in and make a splash. It might be a sideboard card. It may not be mainboarded in every deck, but I think... It's got a four check. I think that's the main reason, you know? I think this card is going to be supremely annoying in a good Kirishima deck because you get them to the late game and you just keep mm -hmm. filling their deck up with foundations so they can never attack you. 
Just like yeah. give you more foundations, more foundations, and I'm gonna keep pulling it back every turn. He can give you more foundations, like oh yeah. man. Cool. Yep. I'm gonna do this on that hard and chop combo we were just talking about and see if you wanna block this seven damage hard and chop and let me build it and you lose two cards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree. I think this also, you know, Snap goes in Kirishima, but I think um everyone else can probably put it in the board and, and be fine with it. So Yeah, I mean um, there's so many interactions that it interacts with in a positive way for you. There's no reason to not run it other than the four check. That's the only reason it might not be an auto include. Yeah. But I mean, why, why not figure out some way to run this? Cause you're going to run into a situation where it's going to help you out. I guarantee it. Yeah. You could probably have two exit like by default and then go up from there because if you have two, then you can use one to shuffle back in more copies of the other one. So you kind of mm-hmm. loop them that way. Um, and when you target yourself, because you yeah. don't have to target your rival, like, if you're t- playing an eraser, you pull it off the first time, you shuffle in all their erases, you don't need to target him anymore. Just target yourself and extend your your life, you know? So Yeah. Before you mill, so, yeah. All right, cool. So do we just need to determine what the next symbol is? Ooh, yeah, this one's going to be tough, man. Uh, um, what is the last symbol? I don't, I don't know. Um, I believe it's life. So life or life. Wow. Yeah, I no, think, I think it's life. Right. It's life. I know, I know it was Midoriya symbols last time when we talked yeah. about it. It is life. Finally, the final starter deck symbol has arrived. The rival right. deck symbol, I should say. Sorry. It has yeah. arrived. And we get to talk about that, that giant chunk of cards that is the life symbol. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of overlap here with this symbol, but that's all right. You know, like there's some other cards that are really unique to it that it does different things in, in different ways. So that'll be a good one. Indeed. Well, um, I guess uh, we, we wrapped up on this symbol. Um, we haven't had a lot going on outside of our standard stuff on uh, as far as content goes, so check out the last podcast. Check out the last article from last week. Uh, oh, last yeah, week would have been the air symbol, which uh, I can't remember. Did you? Uh, I was there for that one, yeah. Okay. We talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. What kind of article did you end up writing for that? Uh, for the example, well, man, that, that's kind of a surprise. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, uh, past surprise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, past <laughs> right. surprise in the future in where the we future. are now. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, air symbol, AirPod. Last week, I don't think we had anything else come out. No stream, unless we do have a stream. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 with that being said, like it's all kind of like you know not intentionally nebulous and vague, but um. We, we do want to continue, like we said, to provide content that you guys want to hear and, and see and, and give you more of that. Um, so definitely, um, you know, if you, if you haven't already, like I said, click like, follow us on all the platforms and all. But even further, let us hear your feedback. Like, like we love engaging with our community and make sure that we're giving you guys what you want. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you for spending your time with us. Um, we appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you later. Have a great Tuesday. Later.